This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture. Hello, you're listening to Frontrunner and I'm Becca Russell. I'm a marketing assistant supporting Frontier's Southern Sales team. As always, our market update has been written by experts across the business. Before we begin, a word on market prices and trading. Markets can be volatile and move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. My Farm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With the MyFarm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates, and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Let's get started with this week's report. Wheat Markets Today's wheat update has been written by Assistant Commercial Manager Jacob Juice. Jacob notes that this week has brought more volatility across the US and European wheat markets. On the 3rd of November, London International Financial Futures and Options Exchange closed at £200.50 per tonne. Since then, London futures traded in a £7.05 per tonne range between £205 per tonne and £197.95 per tonne, before closing last night at £201.05 per tonne. Matif followed a similar pattern, closing at €240 per tonne on the 3rd of November. Futures traded in an €8.25 per tonne range, between €245 per tonne and €236.75 per tonne, before closing at €239.75 per tonne last night. Across the Atlantic, Chicago Board of Trade closed at $6.164 per bushel on the 3rd of November. It then traded in a $0.29 range between $6.082 and $6.372 before closing out last night at $6.220. Argentina's wheat crop forecast has been reduced to 13.5 million tonnes, which is 3 million tonnes below the latest United States Department of Agriculture estimate. Jordan has reportedly purchased 60,000 tonnes of hard wheat at $276 per tonne for delivery in February. Meanwhile, Algeria bought a minimum of 180,000 tonnes of wheat at $266 per tonne. Some estimate this could have in fact been up to 650,000 tonnes. Saudi Arabia bought 710,000 tonnes of wheat split into two 355,000 tonne shipments with little detail available. Annual EU exports are forecast to be approximately 27 million tonnes with end stocks put at 24 million tonnes. The United States Department of Agriculture had EU end stocks forecast significantly lower at 12 million tonnes. Romania has led wheat exports with 2.774 million tonnes exported so far, followed by France with 1.868 million tonnes exported. 
Morocco is the main buyer of EU wheat this year, with 1.644 million tonnes imported, followed by Nigeria, which took a delivery of another million tonnes. The war premium on global trade has been minimal recently, with a flow of grains coming out of the Black Sea region unhindered. However, a missile struck a ship in Odessa, which added to the risk of shipping, prompting the market to rally. The ship was due to collect iron ore destined for China. The risk of more conflict and insurance premiums sent the market up, which is when we saw Wednesday's highs. Wet conditions continue to hamper progress in Western Europe, Brazil and Argentina, whilst central USA remains dry. Australia recorded its driest October since 2002 due to El Nino, but has now started to receive rainfall. French wheat plantings were ahead of the average, but now the country is 10% behind. With current soil moisture levels and the wet forecast, catching up will be a challenge. It's worth mentioning that if the US Congress doesn't approve the annual appropriation bills by the 17th of November, the United States Department of Agriculture may have to shut down until the relevant bills are passed. This could put a stop to the World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report, which the trade eagerly anticipates each month. The latest report was published last night. It was neutral to slightly bearish on the wheat front. A summary of the report is as follows. There's an increase of 0.6 million tonnes in global supplies, which puts the total to 1,051.5 million tonnes. Global production has been reduced by 1.5 million tonnes to 782 million tonnes, mainly in India, Argentina, UK, Brazil and Kazakhstan. Russia has increased production by 5 million tonnes to 90 million tonnes. It was estimated that global consumption is marginally lower. Less trade was noted, down by 1.3 million tonnes to 205 million tonnes, mainly from reduced exports from Argentina, Egypt and India, with a partial offset from increased exports from Ukraine. Larger ending stocks are predicted, an increase of 0.6 million tonnes to 258.7 million tonnes, which offsets reduced global production. Barley Markets Today's barley update has been written by Feed Barley and Oat Trader Jack Logan. Jack mentions this week feed barley values have remained in a relatively tight range, continuing a trend that has existed for the last six weeks. The UK remains uncompetitive on the export market, with trade continuing at a slow pace. As of the 31st of October, the UK had exported approximately 230,000 tonnes to the EU, which compares to the 370,000 tonnes that were shipped at the same point last year. The UK has a sizeable exportable surplus on paper, but the current domestic UK market is able to absorb the volumes being sold by farmers on a weekly basis. Feed barley is now at approximately 20 to 25 per tonne discount to feed wheat, and as a result is finding more domestic demand, particularly in the north of the country where the discount is widest and the feed barley looks most attractive in terms of value. Over the coming weeks, the market will be driven by just how much more domestic demand UK feed barley can buy from other commodities, or whether farm selling increases to a point where the UK needs to find export demand in order to physically move the grain coming into the market. With the wheat market rallying at the beginning of the week, farm selling of feed barley slowed. However, as the wheat market has given back those gains in the last couple of days, 
we could see a return of feed barley sales. Old crop malting barley premiums remained at around 60 to 70 pounds per tonne over feed barley, which are attractive levels, especially while movement from farm to maltsters to the port continues. Managing the variable quality that was produced from this harvest remains a challenge, certainly compared with last year. There are higher failure rates, particularly in Scotland and the south of England. Any fresh demand for malting barley is limited now until the second half of the season. As mentioned in previous reports, wet weather in October has had a significant impact on winter cereal plantings. The market has paid more and more attention to these conditions, which has caused an increasing interest in new crop prices. The true extent of the winter area that hasn't been planted won't be known until the spring, once cropping plans have been finalised. Frontier has a range of contracting options available for spring barley, including pools, flat-priced contracts and minimum-maximum schemes. Please get in touch with your local Frontier contact to find out more. Oilseeds Markets Today's Oilseed Rape update has been written by Oilseeds product head, James Needham, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. James states this week rapeseed prices finished lower than where they started, a common theme for this crop year. There has been limited trade recently, with farmers still relatively reserved to sell at these levels. Black Sea supply is more difficult to attain, however, processor cover is ample until the new year. Russia and Ukraine have been processing more of their own oil seeds and have become aggressive sellers of vegetable oils in the past month. If this continues, it will take away European crushers' appetite to buy any rapeseed. The current focus for the whole oil seeds complex is the South American soybean situation. Conditions for planting in Brazil are less than ideal, with the south of the country too wet and the rest of the country too dry. Last night's United States Department of Agriculture World Agricultural Supply and Demands Estimates report failed to give any bullish fuel to the market, which led to an immediate 21 cents per bushel drop in the Chicago Board of Trade soybean futures. Pulses Markets Today's Pulses update has been written by trainee grain trader Harry Bolmer, who works with the grain trading team in Lincolnshire. Harry says this week we have seen bean prices rise due to the continued strong demand from domestic feed consumers. Other mid-range proteins have seen a significant increase in values, which means they shouldn't impact the current demand for beans. However, European broad beans are still significantly cheaper than the UK. The higher the UK values go, the more sense it will make to start importing beans into the country, which will put a ceiling on the market. Fertiliser Markets Today's fertiliser update has been written by Adrian Steich, who is a National Fertiliser Commercial Manager in the North. Adrian shares that November rainfall continues to keep drills parked up in many areas of the UK. Planting seemed to be generally ahead of autumn 2019 when conditions were similar but some pre-storm wheats need dry weather to aid full establishment. Nutrient demand spiked in late October prior to a slight lift in prices as we moved to November terms. There's only six delivery weeks before the Christmas break and unless demand returns quickly, a spring resembling the one in 2020 looks likely. There could be a huge amount of demand when winter crops show potential or once an alternative spring crop is in the ground. 
Weather in the UK will continue to drive demand and suppliers are aware of the low levels of demand throughout Europe and further afield. Following the previous two seasons, producers are more risk averse than ever and are already reducing production rates instead of holding high stocks. Back in spring 2020, we had huge stocks in the UK to feed the demand. This is not the case now due to many suppliers and producers taking a huge hit last spring as markets tumbled. Nitrate supplies in the UK are minimal with very few offers from Europe. Sea Fertilisers is already selling from March 24 and does not have any product available prior to that. Urea offers are still on the high side due to currency and lower production out of Egypt, so few of the larger cargoes are being traded. Current urea stocks in the UK are low compared to autumn 23. Without demand, buying decisions are being pushed down the road, which is understandable given the weather, but there will be supply issues ahead. Gas prices are slightly weaker compared to last week, but still at £1.15 per therm, which is over double the May 23 price. Last week saw values for UAN increase for spring 2024 delivery. This increase puts UAN pricing in line with solid offerings available in the marketplace for that period. Tank fill terms are available for those of you with capacity and wish to take advantage of pre-Christmas values. The suspension fertiliser range is coming to a close at the end of this calendar year. Growers with root crops in their rotation are likely looking for alternatives to supply required nutrition this coming spring. A wide range of NPK solution grades are available, either for placement or broadcast application. These offer different NPK ratios to suit crop requirements, whether it be for sugar beet, potatoes or cereals. Sulfur can also be added to these grades. New terms for MOP, TSP and DAP mixes were released this week. We also saw an increase of around £5 per tonne and movement terms through to January-February 2024 for some suppliers. Demand for PKs reflects the situation in the nitrogen market, but with a little more interest in covering nutrients for some crop types. There's little downside for all fertiliser, but less so on phosphates and deep-mined raw materials like MOP, where production rates can be curtailed if there is an oversupply. This was Frontrunner for week ending Friday the 10th of November 2023. Thank you to Jacob, Jack, James, Harry and Adrian for their insights. We hope you'll join us again next week for another Grain Market update. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. All Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.